Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. You get all of it with my friends at Serta Pro Painters. So get them scheduled for your project today. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Eggery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% Need his name up in lights. He just wants to be heard. Whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone. In spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code. It's not about the salary, it's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up. That means when he puts it down, talks picking it up. Let's go. He never really talks much Never concerned with status But still even in starstruck Humble through opportunities Given despite the fact That many misjudge him Cause he makes a living From writing rats Put it together himself Got a picture connect Never asking for someone's help But to get some respect He's only focused on what he wrote His will is beyond reach And now it all unfolds The skill of an artist This is 20% skill 80% fear Be 100% clear Cause why you was ill Who would've thought He'd be the one That set the west in flames And I heard him Wreck it with the crystal method, name of the game. Came back, dropped mega death, took him to church. I like Yeah, just uh great job by our guys. You know, hanging in there the second game. Um obviously the first game was super long. I got out of hand early. Uh just uh I mean they just jumped all over us and, and made us pay for every pitch that wasn't located and uh you know, give them credit, TCU. But then second game, I thought we did a great job. Just came out, uh, got a walk and, and a first pitch double, advanced a runner, and then sag fly. It was uh, it was a good inning, and just uh, guys had a little bit of a had a little bit of an attitude for a team that just kind of got it handed to them. So I appreciate that. And uh, we beat a good team today. That second game, there, Santa Clara is a solid team veterans and uh they can hit and pitch and field and you know two good wins against them in this tournament so can't really remember that first game too much because it seemed like uh, after the third inning it was kind of a little bit of a blur Nobody really knows how or why he works so hard It seems like he's never got time Because he writes every note and he writes every line And I've seen him at work when that light goes on in his mind It's like his sign is written in his head. All right, 108, welcome into the zone. That was Dave Van Horn after Arkansas got it done yesterday against Santa Clara. And hopefully they can get it done again today against TCU, a team that uh, they did anything but against yesterday. So, a uh, tall mountain to climb for Arkansas today, trying to knock off TCU twice with a thin pitching staff, I guess would be the best way to say it, but uh, we will keep our fingers crossed. We'll talk a lot about that today. Bubba Carpenter coming up. Thanks to Johnston's Home Center. John Neighbors will join us at the bottom of the hour. We'll talk to him from Fayetteville. He was up there all weekend, sitting through two almost hour-long Lightning delays and hanging in there with the Razorbacks and the SEC off to a good start. And hopefully Arkansas can join their mates in the Super Regional round. But it will take, um, I think it's fair to say it's a Herculean effort to come up with two victories against TCU today. Dave Van Horn said it best, magical. Need something magical to happen. Um, And he said, I've seen it happen over my years. Uh, You go back to 2004, I believe it was, when Arkansas had the Brady Toops Grand Slam home run. That was a magical day. And that moved them on to the Super Regionals. But uh, it, it can happen, yeah, but you're right. It's it's a tough mountain to climb. First things first, and, and this is this is what gives me a little hope, is this is what Dave Van Horn has preached all year. Just win to the first game. You know, it's, it, he, he when he comes into an SEC series, he's not thinking about winning the series or sweeping the series. All he has preached all year is win the first game. You know, we've seen that with... 
pulling Hagen Smith out of the rotation and making him a closer, you know, there for a while. Because all he was concerned about was winning that Friday night game. And then he would worry about Saturday. So that's what they'll do today. You know, I, I, you know we're at the gym today, and I'm talking to guys, and they're like, where, where do they get 18 innings? All they're worried about right now, where do they get nine? You know, it's for us to, to worry about the 18 innings. They're just trying to get nine innings from somebody today and play tonight. Okay. Where do they get nine? I think my I think what'll happen, I think Zach Morris will start this game. Okay. I think uh, all your, your three innings. Zach, can you give us three? Mm-hmm. Uh, Hagen Smith, can you give us three? Hunter Holland, can you give us three? I think that's it. Hunter yeah. Holland. Hunter Holland. Ooh. Why? Yeah, I guess he only threw an inning yesterday, but... No, he, what he, th- he threw like five pitches. Yeah. He came and got a double play ball, and well, that he's still, I know, but he's still got to get he warmed up. He had to warm up and all that. Yeah. But he's fine. He, he's, he's got... His arm is one of those that... And he's not throwing it, you know, 95 now. He's he's throwing it like 88, 90, and, but he's relying on a lot of off-speed stuff. He'll be fine. Why and not maybe, use, three, maybe not three, but maybe an inning from Hunter Hall. Why not maybe Gage? Two. Gage is going to pitch at some point. He hasn't thrown a single inning. Nope. And you get three from him. If he's if he's the Gage Wood that we saw you know, throughout most of the season for a, a period of six weeks, you can get three innings from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Parker Coyle, you're going to have to get innings from him. Yep. Christian Fouch, you're going to have to get, These guys haven't been used, so they're fresh. You've got guys. You've got guys that can pitch. The problem is sometimes they pitch really well, and sometimes they can't find the strike zone. And you're going up against a team that's red hot and hits the hits the ball, and if you make a mistake, they pound it. I'm with you. I, I mean, you're kind of talking me into it. I, I agree. I mean, you just got to get through game one, try to find a way to win, and then let the chips fall where they may. I, you really got to sell out, basically, for game one, because mm-hmm. there's no point in trying to save something for game two, because you may not have one. But, so, and, and then you try to outscore them in the second game. Honestly, I think you outscore them in both. This is a red-hot TCU team now that they've scored, what is it, they've scored 10 runs or more in six out of their last seven games. Uh, you're going to have to score, in my opinion, you need to score 20 runs today. You need to score 10 in the first, 10 in the second. And, and look, you go out, maybe you do get a, a good performance from somebody, he throws up three zeros, and you go in, you pull a TCU. You score five, you score five, you score six, and all of a sudden you look up and you're up 12 to nothing. Then you can go to some of these other guys that's best case scenario. Yeah, that's you dream, can go to some scenario. of your other guys and and hope that they can finish this game off for you and hold some guys back for for tonight. Offense can win you games. I think it was the TCU coach said, guys, you know, it's, you don't have to necessarily out pitch somebody. You can if you play two of the three phases better than the other team. Most of the time you win. So if you go out and score a bunch of runs and play defense, you can win this game and not worry about your pit. Now it may be twelve to ten. But all that matters is you win this game. So uh, I think even more important than the pitchers today is the offense. they got to go out and score a bunch of runs. A bunch. And they're capable of doing that. This is a good offensive team for Arkansas. And they're at home. Um, if you get good Zach, good Hagen, and good good Gage, I don't know that you have to score a ton on the first. I just don't. No, you're right. But, yeah, again, that's asking a lot. I, I still don't know. And Dave Van Horn was asked about it. You know, I don't know what happened with Hagen yesterday. I've uh, never seen him quite quite like that. He was uh, asked a little bit about like what 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 went wrong there, and then we'll get his thoughts on their availability. He and Holland going forward. Yeah, I don't know. You know, he got the first hitter out pretty quick, and I think he got ahead of the second hitter and ended up losing him. And then I think he was ahead of the next guy, O2, and hit him in the foot with a backdoor mm-hmm. or inside type slider, uh, back foot slider, and you know then you saw what happened after that. But uh, yeah, it's really hard to say. You know, I think when they hit the home run, the grand slam, it kind of, you know, it got to him a little bit, obviously, and that's that's maybe to be expected. But, uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting that at all. It, I knew that they would hit him because they're a really good offensive team, but you just didn't expect it to go down like that. No, you don't expect it to go down like that. Um, you have a guy that has two home runs on the season and has three home runs in a single game. Uh, and 11 RBI, by the way. Uh, Trey Richardson red hot yesterday. So, well, tip or cap, the guy had a magical kind of day. See if they can do it again. Turn the game on, and uh, next thing you know, it's you get a little 5-3 ground out, and it was easy. And I'm like, here we go. Also, I didn't, then I think it was 0-2, 1-2, and he struck the guy out, but the guy called it a ball. Let's call it as it. He, he had a tight strike zone, and I think Hagan thought he struck the guy out twice, ends up walking. 
next guy, he's 0-2, or no, actually the next guy is Braden Taylor, their stud third baseman, who has been the best player in this regional until Trey Richardson stole his thunder. He got a, a line drive single, but you're still fine. You know, it's just one, you know, two guys on, one out. This, you still got your stud up there, Hagen Smith. He's going to be fine, right? 0-2 on the next guy, and he throws a slider, and it brushes the guy's pant legs. Next thing you know, the bases are loaded, and he throws an outside pitch, and the guy goes with it the other way, a guy that's hit two home runs all season long and somehow finds the power to take an outside pitch and drive it the other way. All three of his home runs were opposite field. Wasn't it crazy? Bizarre. I'm like, check his bat, please. How how has he gone two uh, whole season, two home runs, and he's going oppo, Three times. That was crazy. Kid weighs a buck sixty-five. It's remarkable. Uh, tip, he, he was squaring it up. Yeah, he was. That was that was incredible. Here's Dave on his two stars um, from the mound. We'll hear from him about uh, Brady Tiger. who was darn solid last night. Dave, you might not have a choice, right? I got to pitch somebody. Yeah, so I gotta ha- I gotta have a choice, but I don't know who it is yet. Is Hagen one of those guys you're talking about? Could come back. Um, I think Hagen could maybe throw a, a couple innings. I don't I don't think we'd start him. And yeah. I think Hunter only threw eight pitches. Could yeah. you bring him back? Yeah, because he was definitely a guy, if he didn't pitch, you know, to finish that game up, um, that we were thinking we might be able to pitch him or start him tomorrow if we needed to. So, you know, those two guys could probably throw a little bit. But, uh, you know, I don't I don't feel like I'm going to start either one of them, at least not the first game. It would be nice if we could save Holland and pitch him as a starter in the second game tonight mm-hmm. if you get there. Yeah. Um, here he is on Tiger, who was uh, excellent last night. Obviously, Arkansas gets some good performances in the victory over uh, Santa Clara. M- much better performance than 20 runs they allowed to TCU. Uh, 6-4 the final. It wasn't easy. I mean, by any means. That's a good team, though. Kind of expected that. But Tiger went five and two-thirds, three earned run, two earned runs, rather, and three runs total given up. McIntyre followed it up with a very good performance also. Awesome. Yeah, and then Hunter came in for those two-thirds of an inning. I thought he was really good. You know, the first inning he was a little erratic with his fastball. And then once he settled in and started throwing that for a strike, you know, they had to respect it and made the breaking ball look that much better or tougher to hit, actually. And I tell you, he just uh, he just competes. And, you know, he left the one breaking ball up that, you know, they was hit down the line off the fence. It drove in a couple runs. But for the most part, he didn't make too many mistakes. And, uh you know, I've said it many times, he he could throw the ball 95, 96 miles an hour, but tonight he pitched 90, 91 most of the time and threw some 85 mile an hour change-ups to their lefties, and I just thought he pitched, and uh, it was really good to see. It was. I was watching Tiger last night, and it just made, honestly, the afternoon game that much more painful. Because just think, if they had a one, if they beat TCU – you got Tiger going right for against TCU in the championship game. How nice would that 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 would have been? Yeah, that would have been neat. Yeah, that's how costly it is, and to have to play that extra game and take away your third starter—that's what puts you behind the eight ball. SEC in pretty good shape. A and M's alive in an elimination game today. LSU, same boat, right? No. Do they already advance? No, they're two and zero. Oh. Uh, Rain canceled one of their games, so they're behind. So they're playing their f- championship game today but they'd have to get beat twice, twice. okay yeah. kentucky's in the elimination game tennessee's already advanced alabama's already advanced south carolina thought was in some trouble but they actually ended up getting a pretty good draw there and they advanced florida's got a uh, an elimination game against texas tech i don't think that shocks any of us you called that you said watch out for texas tech and then kentucky and is it indiana, indiana. yeah and we've got some early games. Softball also going early today, too. Oklahoma trying to advance to the final league. We can all sort of feel good about that. We've got odds here. Arkansas is actually favored against TCU today. I just heard you say that, and and I want to pull up my app. I, I, I trust you. I know you know your stuff. I don't believe it. I don't. That that makes no sense to me. How how Not only are they favored, they're a pretty big favorite, Justin. Yeah. Maybe they don't feel good about TCU starter for today. I don't know. Well, here's the deal. Uh, what do TCU, we know about their pitching situation? Well, the, one of their weekend guys is out. And so the, the other two guys they have have already pitched. So mm-hmm. now they're on their fourth starter, a midweek guy, whoever they're, you know. So Maybe that's why. Yep. Uh, Arkansas is minus 182 at Oakland on the money line as of this morning, and TCU is plus 138. The, the line differential is one and a half either way. So I think there will probably be a lot of people that will be loading up. How about this interesting matchup? Didn't expect this one. Penn, Southern Miss. Mm. 
So, so Southern Miss won last night to force the late, the uh, game today. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, I I kind of got. And bored. Auburn obviously is out. So Oof, that yeah. was a big stunner. Auburn and uh, Oklahoma State just uh, yeah to be host and go zero and two. Our interns from Oklahoma State's on rub it in, but I think we we're uh, all happy to see Rock Riggio get bounced. He's the guy we love to hate. Got yeah. to tip the cap to the guy most of the time. Texas Tech is a heavy underdog to Florida today. Uh, Florida's minus 265. These are all numbers from Oakland. LSU is a uh, pretty fat favorite over Oregon State. Uh, Coastal Carolina and Duke. Interesting matchup there. And I uh, can't remember what the situation is in that series. I can't either. I've got it written down here. Duke, it's an elimination game, so the winner moves on. Between Duke and Coastal, Indiana, Kentucky... Kentucky's a huge favorite in that game, and Stanford is a slight favorite over A&M. It's almost a toss-up game, but not quite. So uh, I think we all like Texas A&M's chances, depending on what their pitching looks like. Yeah, they kind of. I was disappointed with them. You know, last night was their chance to to win it all. They were two and zero, and I felt like they they didn't use some of their best pitchers last night. And it was almost like they and, and I read a, a story on it on D one baseball. It's almost like they were thinking, "Hey, we still got a game. You know, we we got to get a mulligan here. Don't use your mulligan. Mm-hmm. Go and go go ahead and win it that last night." Speaking of uh, mulligans in golf, real quick, wanted to mention tomorrow um, you've got the ASGA event that we had talked about a while back. And that is at the North Shore Driving Range, 4 to 7 tomorrow. And they're going to give you free lessons if you want to and uh, be a part of that. Live music, free food and beverages, and uh, there's a goodie bag for the first 150 folks. So a cool opportunity if you are interested. It's free and open to the public, so get on out there, ladies and junior gold golfers, at the uh, North Shore Driving Range tomorrow. Um, we've also got a golfer who scored a win in her very first LPGA tour event, which is pretty cool. First time that's happened since 1951. Rose Zhang, who I think she just won maybe the NCAA, NCAA title, yeah. And then took home over 400 grand for the weekend, not bad. And then Victor Hovland, there you go, there's your Oklahoma State positive. Victor Hovland winning the uh, Memorial over the weekend. How about this? He wins in a playoff and I think he was the only guy to birdie 17 that helped him get there. The other piece of it is he made like $3.5 million. The runner-up made two point six or something. Wow. So again the money just continues to boggle the mind. Scotty Scheffler quietly finished third made over a million bucks. Uh Victor Hovland gets a uh, what do we do? Game ball today? Yep, we will. I'll hold it. Okay. Yeah, I know you're gonna do it and I think it's cool too. Oh it's awesome. I don't think Victor Hovland drinks. Uh, no but his caddy apparently does a lot. <laughs> yeah. He said where's your caddy? He says I don't know he's probably drunk already. What do you, I told you the story about Victor Hovland and meeting him in Memphis. Uh-uh. Okay, I think you were gone that day. Boy, it's weird. It's the ninth story in three days that... Uh, you think you don't remember my stories. You don't pay attention when I'm talking. No, I listen to you. Okay. I'm not on my phone during the show. I'll, I'll very wait. Very much. I'll hold the Victor Hovland story for later. I thought you were going to tell the story from today. Okay, so we're in Memphis at the St. Jude Classic last year. Yeah. We go out and eat uh, afterwards with Team Tito's, and uh, we, we have a big party, a big group, uh-huh. and it's pretty loud. Uh, we're having a good time, and it's a it's a restaurant. I told you about this restaurant with yeah, a small room. Victor Hovland was, was in himself? our room with his caddy, caddy, and there was another party going on with an older lady celebrating like her 90th birthday, so they were li- living it up, partying with us. We're having a good time. Shots are flowing. We notice Victor Hovland. We try to get Victor to have some shots with us, and he says, no, man, I'm working. Right. And so the next day, this was Friday, Saturday, we're out there, and we see Victor Hovland, and one of our buddies sees Victor Hovland and his caddy, and they go, hey, let's take a shot. And his caddy starts laughing at, at my buddy, and he po- pokes Hovland, and he kind of waves. So it was kind of cool. We've all been that. Victor Hovland fans. He does drink. Then. He mentioned to Jack Nicholas he was going to have a couple of cocktails last night. Okay. Yeah, but he wasn't working anymore. No, he already, he already but went. he was getting up this morning to work, and I was like, God, he, I bet he doesn't drink, or he would have been partying all night after winning three point million in Jack's tournament, and he wouldn't be able to get up this morning. Yeah, I don't think that that is considered work probably by his standards for today, but we'll talk about that in Game Balls and Jock Straps. 1024, got to hit a break. Let's take a quick call here. If you want to get in, 661-1037. You can hit us on the first Arkansas Bank and Trust text line. At the same number, we got Asher Record Live fan feedback wide open as well. Love to hear from you today. If he's negative, will you dump him? Oh, he's going to say what he's going to say, and you know it's going to be quick, and he'll get out. So we'll give him a shot. I don't. It's redundant. That's what's bothersome. I don't even mind negativity if it's not redundant, but it will be. But I'll give him a crack. Stan, welcome. How are you, Stan? I didn't touch him. What's up, Wes? Oh my gosh, there you are. Hey. 
Be positive. Be positive or be gone. Can we keep it real? I can't hardly make you out, Stan. You okay? Stan, you got a terrible... Have you been kidnapped? Terrible connection, Stan. Call back. I'll get you on the air. 1025, we'll be back in a second. John Neighbors joining us from Fayetteville, courtesy of some great, great sponsors who I will mention in a moment. Let's take our first uh, time out. We'll be back in just a second. New month at Guatney Chevrolet, but they're still making some deals. they got to get rid of all those 2023s. Make way for the 2024s. Got to clean that lot out, and so they're going to make sure you get a great deal. Go to the website, GuatneyChevrolet.com. Take a look at all the options, some great financing options, plus no payments for 90 days. Heck, James told us there are a couple vehicles out there. They'll make it 120 days for you with no payments. They are really wanting to move out these 2023s. Go to the website. You can see all the inventory. Then go to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville and go make a deal. Still paying top dollars for those trade-in vehicles. It's an incentive. They're going to pay you so that you can pay off your note, have some money to put down on that new vehicle, and drive away in a brand-new car from Guatney Chevrolet. Tune into The Zone Fridays for The Zone Rewind, when Justin and Wes discuss their best moments, sound bites, and interviews of the week. Brought to you by Mosquito Joe. With Mosquito Joe, outside is fun again. This is Sports Center. Arkansas baseball lives to fight another day in the NCAA tournament. A difficult day for the Hogs yesterday began when they lost to TCU 20-5. They were on the wrong side of a historic performance from second baseman Trey Richardson from TCU, who drove in 11 runs on the day. He was 5-6. for six. He had two grand slams in his first two at-bat. Richardson's 11 RBIs are tied for the most ever in an NCAA tournament game. The Hogs came back later in the evening and kept their season alive thanks to a 6-4 victory over Santa Clara, the second time they've beaten the Broncos this weekend. It was Kendall Diggs' two-run home run in the top of the eighth inning that gave the Hogs the insurance that they needed. They'll take on TCU once again in the do-or-die game at 2 o'clock today in Fayetteville. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. What's your Oaklawn? Maybe it's lounging under a cabana at our sparkling pool or unwinding with a massage at the luxurious Astral Spa. It could be dining in elegance, then hitting the casino for fun and high fives. And while you're here, you could explore thermal spas, dining and shopping on Bathhouse Row and Hot Springs National Park, just steps away from the resort. Discover your Oaklawn. Make reservations today at oaklawn.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Hi, I'm Arkansas Attorney Stan Miller with Pinnacle Global. If you're an Arkansas business owner or nonprofit, call us to see if you qualify for the employee retention tax credit. I'm an Arkansas business owner just like you. I partnered with local qualified CPAs and we provide a detailed legal opinion for each ERTC client. Let us help you get the money you deserve. Visit us at pgwealthconsulting.com or call us 501-352-9497. That's 501-352-9497. The Hot Springs Bike Fest, June 8th through the 10th, with live music Friday from the Blackheart Saints and the ultimate Metallica tribute, Hardwire. Saturday, Poison Ivy with the crew, Tribute Houston, the ultimate Dino Drags, the Ives Brothers Stunt Shows, the Wall of Death, and the Globe of Steel. Poker runs, no registration, and it's free. Made possible in part by Visit Hot Springs. Hot Springs. Benefiting Arkansas Veteran Support Services. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models. From transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. You're back in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio, home of the zone. To get into the show, call or text 661-1037. Now, let's see what Justin and Wes have to say on the Buzz Radio Network. The ones that hate me the most look just like me. 
you tell me what that means Make a slick comment and see what that brings I seen it go down, we can reenact things Extreme like BMXing These boys and they BMXing People in the city see the movement occurring And say, my God, I wanna be in that scene Right, you wanna be in this scene She had the video trying to be in this scene Used to fantasize about being this scene Bluegrass girl, but she got big dreams Can't touch me, I got instincts Locked in the house, but I'm plotting things I brought a gang to the party with me Five white boys, but they not in sync what y'all think? Everything that you say about me. Coverage of the NCAA Regionals is brought to you by Bale Chevrolet, Bud Light, Jones and Son Fine Jewelry, Edwards Food Giant, Homer's Ace Hardware, and Lion Legal Services. Now they on my bumper, green room chock full of all my comforts, hotel room like heaven on earth. Got well, I'm glad we, you know, get to play another day. You know, you always, when you play this game, anything can happen, so... Uh, I think that if we knew that we had somebody just waiting to pitch, it'd make it a little bit easier. But uh, we're going to have to have somebody really step it up tomorrow and give us some innings, and, and we're going to have to score. we got to score, but I'm glad we're playing. You can't win if you don't play. And Arkansas is playing today. Auburn would like to be playing today. A lot of other teams would be like to be playing today, but, well, Arkansas is. So they got a shot. John Neighbors is going to be there to take it all in. Hopefully, uh, John gets to watch 18 innings of baseball today. That'd be wonderful. Hi, John. How are you? Oh, you know, I've been better. I've been better. But I'm used to this. I know what it's like. To quote, I've been in this situation before. To quote the great, I almost said the late great, he's still alive, the great Steve Sullivan, where there's life, there's hope. <laughs> and there is life in Fayetteville, Arkansas, for the Razorbacks today, John. So you can't win if you don't have a shot, and they got a shot. So we were talking a little bit ago, I mean, trying to piece it together with the pitching staff, knowing what the pitch counts have been for these guys so far through the weekend. You could probably scratch, I don't know, Ledbetter, and I don't know who else, but... The two from yesterday, Tigert and McIntyre. I can't see McIntyre no. unless he just somehow talks them into getting three outs or one out. Uh, I just don't see him pitching. Tigert probably not throwing either. No, no, Tigert will not. Yeah, those are the top three guys I would think as far as pitch count goes. Everybody else? I, I yeah. thought it was interesting. Tigert was in the bullpen last night after he pitched with Hunter Holland. Like he was sitting there talking to Hunter Holland while Hunter Holland was warming up. Hmm. I thought that was cool. I'm sure he was giving him some tips and talking about, you know, the uh, Santa Clara batters, but you don't see that very often. I don't know if I've ever seen that. The starting pitcher who had been pulled back in the bullpen talking with the guy warming up. It's a lot. Yeah, I, I saw that there was a, a few things that uh, with the pitching staff, you could tell like with the way that that PCU game went the first time. They were just trying to almost like communicate a lot more to each other about something. Because, I mean, I was saying it yesterday. I'm not saying there was any sort of foul play. But there had to be – I think that there was something to where TCU knew what Arkansas was pitching. I don't know if they just figured out what the, the – the, maybe Hagen was tipping pitches and they were just figuring it out. Hmm. Something like that. But I hmm. talked to some – not only people that were there, some media people, but also there was a lot of former players, friends of mine that I talked to. And they're like, that's the vibe they got. They're like, they know. They know what's coming. Because even in the times that they didn't get hit, which they got over 20, but even in the times they didn't even get hit, they were getting contact. They, 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 were, they were anticipating it. So uh, I'll be curious to see how it's handled. But I felt like that was one of the main reasons why it went as badly as it did for Arkansas, just because the, the pitching seemed to be uh, like they knew what it was coming. And they acted on it, and they took advantage of it. And they knew all the pitchers, I guess? Everybody must have been tipping pitches because they scored all the way through the ninth inning. Yeah, I mean, it'll, especially in the beginning. I mean, if you get, because here's the thing, like, if you, you talk about the first three innings, they scored, you know, most of their runs, and I think they ended up getting, what was it, five, six runs after that. But, uh, but yeah, at least for the first uh, three innings, it certainly seemed like they were in control, especially against Hagen. Yeah, they got 11 runs off of Hagen Smith and Zach Morris. And so maybe yeah. maybe it's something, uh, a tell they got off of Hagen, and maybe Zach, too, but... Um, they scored nine more after that. was that. off of Ledbetter. And they, threw, they just, I mean, hey, kudos to Ledbetter. He took one for the team. He went six innings. I mean, he saved a lot of pitchers from having to go yesterday mm-hmm. and gave up six mm-hmm. runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was big. That was big. And he looked good during uh, a lot of that time, too, at least compared to what he did, uh, you know, in other parts of the season and everything. So, um, But, you know, I guess the, the silver linings is in it all. Is maybe you look at it in the way of how NC State, Arkansas smoked them in that first game in the Supers a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and it felt like that was a huge difference when it came to you know them being able to reserve a lot of their pitching, and they came back and won two in a row. I think that's the same exact situation, but 
uh, there's at least a, a little bit of hope that you are going to have some options out there. You just got to hope that a few guys really step up and uh, step up in a major way. What did TCU score against Arizona in the first game? Oh man, I got to look at that score. I know it was uh, I think it was nine runs, maybe I think okay. something like that. All right. They they've been on a tear offensively for sure. Yes, I want to make sure we give them credit without uh, no, acting awesome. like there was something that was afoot necessarily. No, no, I'm not, I'm not saying there's anything afoot. Like it's just like when you know the other, like if you're playing football and you see the tips and you see adjustments, and as a team you're like, okay, we know because of our scouting report, because of this, we know this is coming. It's the same thing. I'm not saying there's foul play. I'm not saying they're cheating. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's just you see things that they do where they tip them, and they go about it that way. It's, it's a good strategy. You can't hate on them for it. Since the uh, postseason started for TCU, uh, this is the Big 12 tournament and the NCAA tournament. Uh, they started the Big 12 tournament scoring 16 off of Kansas State. They scored 14 off of Kansas. Then Kansas State held them to 6 in the uh, semifinal game, scored 12 against Oklahoma State in the championship game, scored 12 against Arizona in game one, and scored 20 against Arkansas. So that's one, two, three, four, five. Five out of their last six games, they've scored double digits. Now they're on a roll with it, man. Like I said, they, they figured something out offensively compared to what they were before. Because uh, if you look at a lot of their scores beforehand, they, they were nowhere close to that, except for, of course, when they beat Arkansas that way. But uh, they, they've got it going on another level right now offensively, and the bats are staying hot for them. But they, they, they figured something out. Surely. I mean, that's all I'm saying. Here's <clears throat> something else. John Neighbors in Fayetteville, uh, frustrated as you can tell, and uh, covering the Razorbacks for us hopefully two times over today. First game's at 2 o'clock, 1.30 pregame. Uh, here's a little silver lining, John. Only a 30-minute show again today, so there's there's some upside. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And there's a little bit of pregame to the pregame show and everything. So, uh, But hopefully there's two today. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking that there... Uh, at least will be, you know, some sort of drama. And I'll be curious to see what the crowd looks like on a, you know, on a Monday in the middle yeah. of the day and everything. So, yeah. I was, I mean, everybody knew there was a possibility to be playing on Monday, though. So, yeah, I'll be curious to see what the crowd looks like too. There wasn't a huge contingent, but obviously, uh, the number of TCU fans that were there yesterday were having a blast. So, I'll be curious to see what uh, what's. The, have you been by the stadium yet this morning? Uh, no, not yet. They don't uh, open up anything until about uh, noon today. So they're really uh, going going up to the, the very end. But as soon as I uh, get off with you guys, I'm probably going to head over there and just kind of check out the scenes and see what it looks like. See if there's uh, a pretty good contingent of yeah. you know, people winding up in the hog pen and everything. That's but what I was wondering. I don't know. Yeah, because after I don't know after yesterday's uh, shellacking, uh, it just it's hard for a lot of Razorback fans to stay extremely positive and hopeful. And then last night's game helped a little bit, but. All it's going to take if they win that game one, Ooh. which I know is a huge ask, but if they win that game one, uh, it, it, all the hope's going to come rearing back very quickly for Razorback fans. And uh, I think that you'll see a, a massive crowd uh, for that 8 o'clock game, which uh, I still think is dumb that they're not doing it 30 minutes after the first game, like they said they originally would do. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess it's just going to be a late one no matter what. Because that's the thing, guys. It's like this game could be over with at 5 o'clock and they have another one. You just sit around for three hours, just waiting for another game. I feel like that's a bad thing, but I don't know. Maybe it's good. I, I did feel bad for the fans in attendance and the media members for that matter, and the coaches and the players, honestly, for both sides, because the game was pretty much over after four innings, and you had two lightning delays that were about an hour each. It's just That's about as miserable an afternoon as you can have. It's not much yeah, fun for the team that's killing that it either. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. can we change that rule? Like, eight miles is ridiculous. Like, I, I get it. Like, I know, like, if you want to do three miles or something like that, it's fine, but, like, the lightning when I was up here in Fable, like, you're talking about eight miles from Bob Walker. That's either like to West Fork, or that's like to almost near Rogers. Like if you're just looking at the radius, I just feel like that's a little bit much. Whenever because there was, there was not a single drop of rain that hit, there was no lightning that was even around that you could see. It, it was the sun was out the entire time. Like it was just a strange thing. So, anyways, not to get my high horse about it, but I feel like eight miles in a radius is just a little bit over the top. Yeah, I heard Phil Olson called it a sun delay. So. I think yeah, a meteorologist like. would probably disagree vehemently with you about the eight-mile rule. Yeah, well, what do they know? <laughs> uh, hey, go back. To, I want to go back to, uh, I think this is a good thing for Arkansas, the long, lengthy, if they win the first game, delay. Because they get to go back to their dugouts. I mean, it's nice, lush. It's a great place to hang out for five hours. TCU, they're going to be over there in the visiting locker room. I, I don't think it'll be the same type situation. Being the home team, I think that is a it's a it's a nice advantage for Arkansas. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, you would think, but it's like uh, you know, I was 
thinking about just as far as the delay in between, you know, I was talking actually with Dominic Picachella yesterday and during the lightning delays, I asked him, I was like, so what, as a player, like, what do you, like, what goes on in those delays? Or if, if it's a double header and there's just in between games, like, what do you guys do? And he just kind of said, honestly, it, it's nothing. He's like, it's not like a halftime in a football game when the coach starts ripping guys or they start going through like plans and everything. It's, he's like, it's more about just keeping the, keeping the guys relaxed, keeping the guys, you know, uh, loose, but also, uh, you know, keeping their mind right and everything. So, uh, yeah, I guess that they would just go about it to where they, they hang out and, uh, try to do a system, you know, try to keep their, uh, things in check and maybe they doing it in a nicer locker room helps, but, uh, they're they're just going to be so focused on, especially if they win that first game. It's going to be tough for them not to have a, a little bit of a high horse. But I mean, as you guys, I'm sure, have been talking about, it's all about pitching. And uh, Dave Van Horn says it's not good and what it looks like. But man, I, I'm I'm just going to be curious to see what it looks like today, and especially if they win that first game, what it's going to look like in that game tonight. Because uh, you may be seeing uh, inning by inning a new pitcher if it gets to that point. Yeah, maybe. Uh, we're talking to John Neighbors up in Fayetteville, covering the regional for Arkansas Hogs, trying to stay alive and host Indiana State next weekend. Do you have any feel for who will start for either team? I would think, honestly, with Arkansas, and I've been going back and forth on this one. This one's just been a, a tough one to even uh, grasp. But, I mean, Hunter Holland, right? Like, I think that that would be the one that you would look at at least to start the game. Um you know, and, and I, I told the guys on the morning show this, and, of course, Hunter Holland joins us on Out of Bounds thanks to McCard's Barbecue every Tuesday. Uh, but I talked with his family last night, and, you know, he, he's, he's dealt with an injury for, for a long time this season. And it's an injury that he's going to have to have surgery on as soon as the season ends. And he's having to, you know, go through a lot of things to try to, uh, you know, compensate for that pain that he's dealing with. And so, you know, that's really why he struggled so much in that first start uh, of this regional because, you know, he, just, he was just in a lot of pain dealing with his legs. So I, I think you go with him and you see how it goes. And they did a little bit last night and because he does have that starting experience. And then after that, you know, just to try to try to, you know, piece it together. Try to try. You're going to see Gage Wood. I think you're going to see Gage Wood at some point for sure today mm-hmm. in this first game. Uh, maybe Cody Adcock too. But I, I think as far as the starters go for Arkansas, I think it's either going to be Hunter Holland or Cody Adcock, but I'd lean towards Hunter Holland. What about Zach Morse? As a starter or just a pitch in general? Starter. I mean, maybe, maybe. I, I feel like you, you'd want somebody with at least one starting experience, though, right? Like, how many times has Zach Moore started this year? I don't even know. He may have started a few times. Yeah, some midweek. But, yeah. And yeah. He had a yeah. huge start last year in the, in the regionals, right? Or super regional? Yeah. Well, and then maybe they do that, too. Maybe they do that, too. I, I mean, don't, I don't hate that uh, idea. Do you know anything on the, the no. pitcher for TCU, John? Who might go? Who's left? No. What, what their situation no. fact, is? I, no, in fact, I was looking at it and looking at some other, you know, TCU places and stuff too, and uh, they don't have any clue, and it hasn't been reported or anything. So, yeah, I'm not totally sure what they're going to go with, and you know, maybe it's some gamesmanship between both coaches where they're just going to, you know, announce it as soon as the game starts or wherever they trot out there. Uh, maybe that's what they're going for, but hmm. yeah, nothing, nothing, no, nothing yet as far as what they're going to go with. Okay, I think Arkansas needs to score 20 runs today, like 10 in each game. I think they have yeah, to. I, I'm not, I know a lot of people are worried about pitching. I, I'm worried more about the bats. I think they have to outscore TCU because they're going to hit. TCU's going to hit. Um, I think it, it's on the bats today. Yeah, yeah. Well, I also think, and this is you know kind of a cliche and dumb statement in general when you make it, but it's true. It's like you, you, you can't sit down six nothing. You know, after two innings, or not even two innings. Like it, it's about the start because even uh, Dave Van Horn said in the press conference last night, he's like. He, the Hagen Smith, one of the biggest things that happened to him is just like, seems like a grand slam got given up. He, it, it just changed. It, it just, it, he couldn't get over it. He couldn't, uh, he let it impact him too much. So I think that if, if you get off to a start to where you get some things going offensively, right? Like maybe you, in the first or second inning, you get two, three, four runs on the board to start. Uh, you get some good defensive plays, maybe some good pitching. I think that they, you settle in and you start feeling a lot better about it. But, if you let TCU go out there and do what they did yesterday and just get up early on you, uh, I feel like that's that's going to be a quick way for Arkansas season to come to an end in game one. Yeah, I just, uh, man. And again, then you deal with the Peyton Holt situation with the tightness, yeah. the spasms, I guess they're calling them now, in his back. Here's Coach on that. It just feels like, I mean, this team has overcome so much through the season, and now you're in this situation in the postseason. just like, I don't know how much more you can overcome. It, it would be a remarkable finish if they can somehow pull it off and get to next week, and then you get to hit the reset button. But 
Man, it just feels like the odds are way, way, way too long for them. I hate to be negative. Be cool to see him pull it off. Here's Coach on Peyton Holt's situation. Yeah, it's more of a spasm. It's just locked up and where he can hardly move. So, um, I don't know. You know, we'll see how he feels tomorrow. You know, they've got him on all kinds of medicine. So, we'll see if something <laughs> kicks in. And But he was moving around a lot better in the dugout. But... I don't want to put him out there and he takes a swing or two and he can't move again. I pull him out of the game. It's not. I, I would say right now, no. I mean, you're just piecing it. Yeah, McLaughlin at third and Callie's at second. I mean, you got guys playing uh, uh, position. It's just, uh, you're asking a lot, man. Do you like that lineup, John, with McLaughlin at third and Callie at second? Well, it's like, you know, you always think it's fine until one play gets made. And, you know, with uh, McLaughlin throwing that ball from third first and it going wild. You know, people are just like, I'm just so mad like, and, and frustrated by it. But I didn't mind it because it's like, you know, you're, you're trying to get offense in there. And, and McLaughlin, he's actually got experience at third base. You know, he doesn't have mm-hmm. much experience at second compared to third. So, I mean, I thought the move was fine. And the offense, it worked out for him. But obviously, Cali is a much better third baseman. That's his natural position. That's where you want to have him. But, you know, it's one of those things to where it's like, hey, if it works out, it's great. And if it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't. But when you, when you win the game like that, uh, you know, you got to feel good about it, but I, I, you got to get McLaughlin in the game too. And so I'm going to be curious too about the lineup. You know, do you do something like that again? Because you're going to need offense. You mentioned less. You're going to have to have a lot of runs. You may just have to get hey, every our best batters. We're going to find a position for you on the field to get you into the game because you're, you're going to need all the help that you can get. I, I mean, I, even Bolton. You know, like like maybe, maybe you put in uh, maybe put in Cole in there just because uh, he does have a, a slightly better hitting average. Batting average, maybe throw him in there instead of Bolton. I don't know, but you, you got to get the offense going somehow. Well, Bolton didn't, uh, he didn't have a hit. Uh, yeah. Well, he didn't against uh, Santa Clara and uh, against uh, TCU. He didn't either. Yep. So went over. He did. I thought he hit a home run. He, I mean, he got a hold of it, and he still just got it to the warning track. But uh, Slavens is a guy who concerns me. I yep. mean, yeah, I don't think uh-huh. he had. Did he have a hit at all yesterday? He was swinging a lot of bad pitches. Yeah. Um, the one positive I did see out of Slavens, he started go, trying to go the other way, and he grounded out to their shortstop a couple times. That shortstop made some oh. good plays, but he was trying to at least, instead of pulling everything and pulling off everything, he was trying to go the other way, but grounded out to the shortstop. Oh, for 7 yesterday. Yeah. John, good work up there. Hopefully it continues, and we will touch base, uh, I guess, later on in the show, and you can give us an update on what things look like over at Baum. I'm hoping the turnout is big. I know there's a lot of Razorback fans who are a little down in the mouth right now, but they need support, and I hope that people turn out because I know the TCU faithful who came over from Fort Worth are going to be there today. Nowhere for them to go. Nope. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, it's going to be uh, it's going to be an electric thing, and I know uh, Razorback fans are all kind of down in the dumps right now, but... You know, I'm sure that you guys saw, you know, I'm, I'm going with going with some poetry, going with some quotes, trying to feel good. You know, do not go gentle into that good night. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. And hopefully the Hogs uh, find a way to extend it because uh, it'll make this month of June a lot more fun for all of us. The so only light we want dying is the lightning, hmm. right? Oh, there's 50% chance of rain basically all day and night. Shut up, Wes. Shut up. I, I, no delays. No more delays. Delays are bad. We need... We need just fun, good, fashion baseball to have a good time and everybody to enjoy. The you know, so none of that. There are games starting at eleven today. I'm a little disappointed that Arkansas wasn't one of them, but that's just the way it goes. That would have been kind of oh, nice. Why, why is that? Why, why is that? Why is that? Because like, like screw the hogs over, John. You know that. Okay. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Good morning game. Yeah. I'm sure, it has nothing to do with a show that you do or anything. So yeah. Hey, listen. Not everybody can be in the champagne. I just want to make friends, sure, but... buddy. I want to make sure they get the game in. That's all I'm looking at. I mean, it's not raining right now, is it, John? Texas Tech and Florida are playing eleven. No, it's not. They should no, be playing. Or, 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 how about like I still again going back to it, it's so dumb that they're playing at eight. I think that's dumb. I know it's TV stuff, but that's dumb. Like, like if you want to get all the games in, like just play, like because what if the lightning delay hits at eight o'clock tonight? You're gonna have games into the middle of the night. Like that's dumb. So anyway, that's that's just how I feel about it. I mean, I guess they'll get the game in right, even if it's a, like they don't start till ten, if they can. Like you're yeah, not you, the, have the rules. To, you have to get in until eleven. Yeah, eleven start o'clock 11. start. Okay. Well, what if you can't? You play tomorrow. No, 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 no. You don't. Less. This is the rule. I'm glad you brought it up. If so, one against TCU for the first game, and then the second game was unable to get played tonight, Arkansas advances to the super regional. Arkansas, Arkansas advances. Yep. Because Arkansas of the higher seed. Uh, yes, it's, well, it's a, it's a higher seed and the team that won the, the most recently, I believe. I, I, I think Hudson, that's I think, a great job. I, I do kind of remember that now. Yeah, so if, if that happens, 
That's then BS. Arkansas would advance. And I see that's what I'm voting. Okay. Let's do that. Let's vote for this. Yes. Let's get that. Win goal. the game and storm like hell. Let's go, Hogs. That never happens for yes. Arkansas. That happens against Arkansas. Yeah. That would be insane. That, that, that would suck yeah. so bad for TCU. Hey, John, how you feel now about that 50% chance of rain all day and night? No, no, I said, okay, at night it's fine. I thought you were talking about during the day. We don't need that. But at, at the night, you know, with, yeah, Chris, okay, here it is, guys, real quick. It says, if only three games have been played, the best-seeded team without a loss advances into the regional, according to the NCAA. But at that point in time, both teams would have a loss. Therefore, the higher seed would advance. Okay. Good information. That was a dynamite dropping at the very end. Yes? You said yeah. if only yeah, well, three games have been played. Yes, but then it's saying, but it, like after those three games, if ever, when you don't have a loss, but since all the teams would have a loss that are left, and both teams would have a loss with Arkansas and TCU, the higher team, the higher seeded team would advance because they would technically have the same amount of loss. There is no Tuesday baseball. Huh? Yeah, did yeah. not know that. John, good Learned work. Something. Let's do that. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks. All right, we are way behind. Got to hit a break. Good stuff from John. Yeah. Stan and Jake, if you'll hang on, we'll get you guys out of the break. It's 1051. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that, which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See Shelter Agent Christy Pettit in Mamel, Matt Cooper in Russellville, or Madison Buse in England. If you're looking to update your home decor, then go see our friends at Coffin by Design West. At Coffin by Design West, they have design specialists on staff that can help you with your decisions on any updates to your home. They have over 7,000 square feet of beautiful new home decor pieces such as sofas, dining tables, design throw pillows, lighting, and chairs that arrive daily. For those of you who like the aromatique candles, you can find those and also gift cards. Located at West Pass, Taylor Loop, 14900 Kentrell Road, or go to the web at coffinlumber.com. Hello, folks. It's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Dog Tour right here in Sherwood. You know what? You hear a lot of car dealer ads every day. I try to listen to all of them. They all talk about special deals and low prices and low interest. But you know what? When you get to the car lot, how do you know what's on sale? Do you walk around the lot and try to figure it out? Or do you ask the salesperson? He says, I got to go see the manager to talk to. And then you're going to be stuck there all day trying to figure out what the right price is. When you come to Fletcher Dodge in Sherwood, you're going to see our prices displayed on the windshield. Our best price is there for everyone to see. Folks, there is no negotiating or haggling. Everyone gets my best deal. Look for the green tags. We'll give you the most for your trade-in. We need your trade-in. Shop Fletcher Dodge in Sherwood and let us show you a better way to buy. You'll get the best deal and I promise a hassle-free buying experience. Come see us at Fletcher Dodds on Warden Road in Sherwood. Or shop us online at FletcherDeals.com. Every day, we do one thing, and we do it at the highest level. We formed Arkansas Urology more than 25 years ago. And ever since, our world-class team has gained experience and expertise in every aspect of urology. Today, you'll find our state-of-the-art facilities across Arkansas, where the latest technologies are used in innovative ways by skilled specialists who are dedicated to one thing, Improving lives every day. Schedule your appointment at ArkansasUrology.com. Father's Day is around the corner, and Muskie Harris Recovery Center announces Recovery for Recovering, a groundbreaking Father's Day event promising to bring communities together. Taking place on Sunday, June 18th from 12 noon to 6.30 at War Memorial Stadium, Gate 1. This event aims to honor all fathers while providing inspiration on the path to recovery. It is a great way to celebrate the father figure in your life. Be sure to enter for a chance to win Razorback Game Package. Tickets are $20, individual or $200 table of 10 available on eventbrite some things just go together peanut butter and jelly milk and cookies lock and key and of course the zone and the oaklawn racing casino resort studio now let's get into the show with justin Akri and wes moore on the buzz radio network all right 54 got some uh Asher Record Live fan feedback we're going to get to in a second. Westmore, Justin Acre, and the Wizard, Christian Weaver. Bubba Carpenter coming up next hour after the Red White Report. Bubba's brought to you by Johnson's Home Center in Benton. Let's head up to Cersei. Uh, I don't know what happened to Stan or uh, who else is on there? Jake. Jake, old Jake. 
Uh, David's in Cersei, though, hanging on. What's up, buddy? How are you? Hey, guys. Good to hear y'all hear y'all today. Uh, we're expecting a big day today. Uh, listen, if this team doesn't lose three good pitchers at the beginning of the season, you can just pencil us in for Omaha. I mean, that's just the way it is. With our batting lineup, uh, middle-of-the-road batting lineup, doesn't matter. More that could happen anyway, but mm, anyway, listen. When we beat Santa Clara, Santa Clara came out there, scored a couple of runs. Everybody's going, oh, my God. And they thought they could win, which they could have. But my point is, when we got up on them, six runs, seven runs, whatever we got up, here's what happened. Their pitcher threw one behind Wagner's head, okay? And I thought, whoa. I was just kind of halfway watching, so I replayed it. Him and the catcher, or he and the catcher, got mad and decided they were fixing to make an example out of someone because when I replayed it, I watched the catcher. Because he's the one you're looking at. When the pitch was delivered, he had half-heartedly put his hand between his knees, put his right hand on his right knee, and when the pitch was delivered, the mitt was resting on the left (laughs) kneecap. He only attempted to raise the mitt when the ball had been delivered. Now, if that's not blatant, throwing at somebody, you'll never see it. Listen, we should have busted somebody right in the small of the back after that. Hmm. I don't go for that crap. If you get a chance to replay it, go back and watch it because it's actually funny. The catcher's mitt was on his knee when the pitch was delivered. No target whatsoever. But that's just baseball. Hmm. But I believe you should uh, get a little retribution because if big boys want to act like big boys, uh, then they've got to take it like a big boy also. But this team this team ended up 20 and 10, wasn't it? What, what were we, 20 and 10? Anyway, we tied for the number one team in the SEC with a middle-of-the-road batting order, a middle-of-the-road pitching lineup. And let me tell you what. These guys just gave it to the old uh, McIntyre effort and let me tell you, I could not be more proud of them. And uh, I'm afraid today we've got a real tough task in front of us. But uh, somebody's trying to beat Oklahoma girls, too. And I'm afraid they're uh, all in the tournament for second place. But you never know. Mm-hmm. But we'll give it a shot, guys. All right. Thanks, David. I don't think uh, what Arkansas is facing is anywhere nearly as difficult as the teams that are trying to beat Oklahoma. But good luck. Wagner had just hit a home run before that. So maybe it was a, a purpose pitch, or maybe he said something, or maybe they didn't like the way he celebrated. I don't know. But uh, I remember that. I remember exactly what he's talking about. I did not catch the catcher and the, the move and all that. Did they hit him? No, it went behind him. Okay, doesn't matter. Santa Clara is no longer relevant. I wish they would bust inside that TCU hitter that they kept pitching away, Ty Richardson. At some point, you got to come in and make him a little bit more uncomfortable. I prefer they just roll the ball to the to the plate with him up there now. Lens and Sherwood, uh, you told what they scored in the six previous games, but also look at the number of runs they allowed. Five is the most they've allowed in any of those games. Hmm. And TCU is on fire from the mound and at the plate. We'll see how they fare today. <clears throat> Talk a lot more about what happened in Fayetteville over the weekend. And preview tonight. We've got a clarification on the rule uh, that John was talking about a minute ago as well. Brandon Moving and Storage has served Central Arkansas since 1965 and continues to provide professional service, local reliability, and community investment. We provide residential and commercial moves, local, national, and international service, commercial warehousing and distribution, unpacking services, and custom packing and crating. Let Central Arkansas's trusted Beacons agent help you with your next move. Brandon Moving and Storage.